welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Psalm 119 verses 97 through 104 should be fairly easy to remember the Hebrew letter that corresponds to it. It is the letter Mem. And the focus that the psalmist draws us to see in this psalm is that we should love God's Word, that we should meditate upon it, and what better way to love and meditate upon the Word of God than to memorize it? We need to internalize what God has said, thinking about it, pondering it, and keeping the words of God within our minds and hearts. And as we do that, It not only changes the way that we think and what we think about, but it also has an ethical implication that all that we then do is lived in accordance with what God has spoken. Psalm 119, beginning in verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Spurgeon, meditating on this first line of loving the law of the Lord, says, We love it for its holiness and pine to be holy. We love it for its wisdom and study to be wise. We love it for its perfection and long to be perfect. Those who know the power of the gospel perceive an infinite loveliness in the law as they see it fulfilled and embodied. In Christ Jesus. We should so love God's Word that we want to think about it, meditate upon it, internalize it, so that we are then changed and transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. We see Him perfectly keep all that we read about in this psalm, and it should stir up our desire to do the same thing. Now, when we think about that, we need to realize that all that we do for God's glory in our lives should be motivated out of the gospel, that what Christ has done for us calls us then to obey Him and follow Him, and we find such blessing in that, loving the law itself. We love what He has said, we love His testimonies, we love His statutes, because it draws us closer to Him, makes us more like Him in His way for us to be used by Him. And so, the psalmist says, it's my meditation all the day. It makes me think of Martin Luther, where he said that I have so much to get done today, I must spend the first four hours in prayer. Uh, We need to have that kind of mindset where we first treasure and prize our time with the Lord above all else. Yes, we may be busy. Yes, we have work to get to. Yes, we have things to check off our to-do lists. But in the midst of it all, we should treasure what God has spoken. Let His words drive us and change us and transform us and encourage us to bring such joy to our hearts. That only happens if you know God, know who He is, trust His character, and find hope in 
him. I like how Matthew Henry says, a good man, wherever he goes, carries his Bible along with him. If not in his hands, yet in his head and in his heart. Uh, May we be like that, where we walk with God's word in our hearts day by day, thinking about what he has said and pondering on all of the truths that God has given us. C.S. Lewis has some reflections from the psalm, uh, psalms that he says, the order of the divine mind embodied in the divine law is beautiful. It is the language of a man ravished by moral beauty. If we cannot at all share his experience, we shall be the losers. Uh, How true. If we don't have this kind of experience of living with God, hearing his word, and treasuring it, there should be such a high-prized value placed upon God's words that it is a treasure to us so treasured that it's even sweeter than honey. Uh, This is how the psalmist describes it in verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Are you able to describe God's word that way? Is it sweet to you? Does it bring joy? Does it bring wholeness? Are you eager to taste and see the goodness of the Lord? Well, that's what we should see when we come to the word of God. It is given to us as a treasure And its depths are unplumbable. You cannot reach the end of it. You continue to find great wisdom and joy and peace, and uh, all that we have is given to us by God. And so, we should meditate it, chew upon it, uh, think about what God has said, and then look for ways to then implement it in our lives. God is the one that gives this wisdom. If we want to know Him better, we're not going to find Him through uh, means outside of His Word um, to really know His character and His attributes and the way that He works in this world. We need special revelation, and that revelation is given in the Word of God. One commentator says, "...neither grace received, nor experience attained, nor engagements regarded will secure me for one moment without continual teaching from thyself." Perhaps when you first hear this section of the psalm, you think, well, this psalmist seems rather prideful. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Can you imagine walking into a classroom and you look at the teacher or the professor and you say, hey, by the way, I have more understanding than you. Uh, But when we understand what the psalmist is saying, it's not prideful because what he has learned is God is the one that gives ultimate wisdom in his word. So, God's words trump the teacher's. It's not that the student just automatically assumes he knows all. No, it's because he's received the testimonies and understanding of God himself. Uh, When we rest upon God's word, we have a sure and a steady foundation. He has spoken. And so, therefore, we are able to have such safety um, in the face of our enemies, right? That's what the psalmist points to. His commandments make him wiser than his enemies. Doesn't have to worry about their Uh, attacks in the ultimate sense because they're founded on lies, whereas his knowledge and understanding and wisdom is founded on truth. Same, more than his teachers. Even more than the aged. This is kind of supposed to shock us. We read it and say, wait a second, the older people are typically the ones who are wiser. They've had more life experience. They've thought about these things longer. And yet, if we keep the precepts of God, notice that there is wisdom and understanding. We need to be able to know what God has said, but even more importantly, we need to take what God has said and apply it. Unapplied truth is not going to lead to ultimate wisdom. So, instead, 
when we do follow what God has said, we find safety, we find uh, God's word being obeyed and flourishing for those who follow it. I hold back my feet from every evil way. How does he know to do that? How do we know to avoid things that are going to harm us? Well, we had to learn it. We had to learn it from somewhere. And we need to know that that uh, foundation is authoritative and true, right? We don't want to enact something that is false. So, what do we turn to? We need to turn to the Word of God and not turn aside from them. There's other options. I mean, we need to be frank. There are other worldviews that are uh, available to us in this modern age. We can turn to all kinds of different wisdom, but the wisdom of God endures forever. And if we keep the rules of God, the law of God, the Word of God, we find this sweetness. We don't arrive at the sweetness right away. Sometimes there's some bitterness that has to take place, repentance that must occur in our hearts, and yet the more that we walk with the Lord, putting off the things that keep us from Him and putting on the things that draw us to Him, we find sweetness in His words, understanding in what He has said. And it causes us to hate things that are opposite, right? Fakes, phonies, uh, copies that are false, those cause us to hate them. We rather want to pursue truth. Why would we want the false thing? Why would we want something that is not able to be enjoyed with the sweetness and taste of honey to our mouths. It'd be like looking at a bowl of fruit and saying, oh, that looks really tasty, and you take a bite, and all of a sudden you realize it's wax. Ew, that is gross. We don't want to taste of the wax fruit. We'd rather have something real, something true, something genuine. And we are guaranteed to find that every time we turn to the Lord. We need to keep our feet from evil and run to the truth that God has given us. Thomas Brooks, a Puritan author, said, A holy man knows that all sin strikes at the holiness of God, the glory of God, the nature of God, the being of God, and the law of God. And therefore, his heart rises against all. He looks upon every sin as the scribes and Pharisees that accused Christ, and as the Judas that betrayed Christ, and as Pilate that condemned Christ, and the soldiers that scourged Christ, and as those spears that pierced Christ, therefore his heart cries out for justice upon all. We hate falsehood because we want truth to prevail and joy to find its proper place in our lives. Uh, all sin is going to cause us to want to run away from truth. Instead, we should seek joy. As Plummer says, there is no delusion like the folly of believing that a course of sin will conduce to our happiness. Let me read that again. There is no delusion like the folly of believing that a course of sin will conduce to our happiness. In other words, you're not going to find joy when you are running in the opposite way from how God has designed the world, how he has created us as image bearers, and we are called to rejoice, to enjoy him. And we have to know what he has said so that we can do that. If we understand what God has said, we find wisdom and joy in His presence daily, rejoicing in what He has said, following His word, and we can know that He is indeed with us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You that we can treasure Your holy word. Help us, Lord, to know who You are, to remember the truth that you are the spirit of truth, that you have come and you have guided us, that you have taught us, that you have called us to a glorious reality 
that endures forever, that we can say how sweet your word is, that we can declare to the world that we have such great treasures of knowledge and wisdom, not to puff us up or give us pride, but to cause us to worship the one who gives all wisdom and knowledge freely that we can rejoice in you, treasure your word, follow your word, and be instruments of blessing to this world for the glory of Jesus Christ. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Called to Words podcast. For more content, just visit calledtowords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.